Hello again and welcome to Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. Today we continue season three where our focus is 70s movies. And today's choice is probably one of the most iconic sports movie ever made. In fact, scratch the sports bit. It's one of the most iconic films in cinema where heart trumps all. That's right, we're talking about the 1976 film Rocky, starring and written by Sylvester Stallone and with a tremendous supporting cast in Talia Shear, Burt Young, Carl Weathers and Burgess Meredith. When it comes to sports films, this is the movie that decided to make it a cinematic experience. It's like making a monster movie an Oscar-worthy contender. It's very hard to do. The Academy looked at something completely different to even consider it being worthy. It needs to tick a lot of boxes. A lot of it is kind of pretentious. However, you know when a movie stands alone from the rest because it's clearly above the rest. And this is exactly what Rocky did in terms of the sports genre. In fact, most films that portray sports are boxing movies. Rocky was the first sports film ever to win Best Picture at the Oscars. Only two other films have done that since. Chariots of Fire in 1981, followed by Million Dollar Baby in 2004. Now, other sports films have won Oscars, but not Best Picture. I mean, you've got Raging Bull, The Fighter, Ali, Warrior. I mean, what do they all have in common? They're boxing films. It's the most popular sport portrayed in film today. Although others have done well with other sports films like Moneyball, Rush, Blindside... Uh, Le Mans 66 or Ford versus Ferrari as it's called in America Field of Dreams, Foxcatcher it's a growing genre because it touches on themes that parallel why people watch sports in the first place the determination, the willingness in not giving up, the love of the underdog going for extraordinary measures to change people's minds and this is what people love, to be shocked to be entertained, that's why Gladiator was so good, they loved him because they didn't expect him to win that's why there are five or six Rocky films to follow. He loses in the first Rocky movie. This isn't a film about victory, it's a movie about heart and how the average person can survive in this arena with the giants and still be standing to earn the respect of the crowd and symbolically the audiences watching at home too. This is why Rocky, in my opinion, is the greatest sports movie of all time and it's very hard to challenge that claim. Another aspect of this is that Stallone went through great odds, great sacrifice to make this movie even a thing. I mean, Stallone wrote the first draft in about three days, Three days. However, it went through, what, eight or nine rewrites before Erwin Winkler and Robert Chartoff purchased it. They offered him uh, they offered him a ridiculous $350,000 for this script. And Stallone, who had $106 to his name with, um, you know, no car and was trying to sell his dog before he could even afford to feed him, uh, who, by the way, his dog Buckkiss is in this movie. And that's his actual dog. But he refused to sell unless they agreed to allow him to start in this movie he turned down three hundred fifty thousand pounds or three hundred fifty thousand dollars prior to this stallone was earning about 36 dollars as an usher so they agreed on the condition that Sylvester Stallone continued to work as a writer without a fee and that he works as an actor for scale. Now, after Winkler and Chartoff purchased the film off Stallone, they took it to United Artists, the studio, who envisioned a budget of $2 million with an established cast like uh, James Kahn or Robert, uh, Ryan O'Neill, Burt Reynolds, those kind of actors. So when Winkler and Chartoff told United Artists that they could only get the screenplay if Stallone starred, United Artists were fuming, so they cut the budget in half. 
half to $1 million. And they had Chartoff and Winkler sign agreements that if they, they would be personally liable if the film went over budget. The film ended up costing $1.1 million, which means that Chartoff and Winkler mortgaged their house, uh, their houses for the last 100000 the film ended up grossing over $117 million worldwide. It was nominated for 10 Oscars and winning three of them, including Best Film. It was the highest grossing movie of 1976, ranked fourth on the Amer- American Film Institution's 100 Most Inspiring Movies of All Time. It was a true underdog story that earned Stallone an Oscar. He could have taken three hundred and fifty grand, but no, he didn't. He fought to star in it. And and look what happened. He is now one of the most established, if not most recognisable action stars in Hollywood history. So the story of Rocky is about a really small time boxer who works side jobs just to make ends meet. And it's portrayed as quite simple but likeable with a compass always pointing north. Anyways, in a remarkable circumstance, he is offered the, chi- uh, the chance to fight the world champion simply because of pure luck and decides to use this opportunity to prove to the world and more importantly himself that he can go the distance. Now, there's a lot of speculation from Stallone, especially, but I think this has been proven now that the film was actually inspired by Chuck Wepner and his fight with Muhammad Ali. Now, no one, if no one's familiar with that story, so no one expected this 30-year-old guy to go the distance with Muhammad Ali. They didn't even think he would last three rounds with Ali. But Ali pummeled him, broke his nose, damaged both his, both his eyes, and yet he was still standing. He eventually knocked uh, Wepner out in the 15th round. It was like 19 seconds before the end of the match. There's actually a film about it now um, with Liev Schneider. Uh, It's called The Bleeder because he was quite notorious for easily bleeding. Um, It's a great film um, if you haven't watched it as well. But the story originally was about Sylvester Stallone and and his actual struggles with his life. I mean, Rocky is more of a biography than anything. It was more about his frustrations and obstacles of trying to become an actor and be consistently knocked down at auditions or being rejected for film roles. But he said no one was going to be interested in that. So he got the inspiration from the Chuck Wepner fight against Ali and incorporated his own life and his persona and fictional character of a boxer called Rocky Balboa. And that's how Rocky became to be Rocky. And that's probably why this film got a lot of traction, why a sports film won an Oscar, because it wasn't just a sports film. This film almost reflected the life of Sylvester Stallone. And if you watch all of the sequels, all of them actually reflect Stallone at the time of his life. The second movie, he doesn't know what to do with the fame. The third, he's at his peak of his career and is always winning, which reflects Rocky Free like exactly and this is why rocky speaks quite loudly to audiences even with rocky balboa in 2006 this spoke again in reflection to salone being too old to do action movies and yet still squeezes the, the, this theme of his life into another rocky movie so i just think rocky is a personal journey for salone and in fact an inspiration for many that he is still standing So it goes without saying that even with the small budget of 1.1 million, most of it was used for makeup, more specifically the climax at the end with the bloodied faces and the sweat and just pure trauma shown throughout the makeup in the last boxing scene. It was quite well done and it became an iconic image as well. During filming, though, there was real injuries on set. I mean, Stallone bruised his ribs, Weathers had damaged the nose, which is exactly the opposite of their injuries on the film. Uh, Stallone had to get to really, you know, he had to really get into shape for this movie and he did. There was a lot riding on him. And he performed really well. He really pushed himself to sell to the audiences that he was a boxer. He quit smoking cigarettes. He stopped drinking alcohol. He just cut a lot out to make this picture. 
And I'm sure most people have heard of this, but there's a very famous rumour which was actually confirmed later on by Stallone. Um, you know the scene where he's punching the meat, and he did this for real, and he did it so hard that he permanently flattened his knuckles out, and to this day, they still remain like this. So his knuckles are completely level when he makes a fist. So next time you see that scene in Rocky when he's punching the meat, that's the last time ever Stallone had bumpy knuckles. Now, with such a small budget, like I mentioned, they had to cut some corners when making this movie. Obviously, they didn't have to worry about the lead actor attracting paparazzi or press. No one knew who Stallone was at the time, so they used that to their advantage. The scene where Rocky's jogging through Philly were done with no permits, not even any equipment or extras. Everyone in that shot in the background are genuine people going, what the hell is going on here? I was reading that there's a shot, and I vaguely remember it when he runs past a moorboat, and the crew were just driving past at the time, and the director saw it and just thought, hey, that'll make a cool shot. So he got he got Stallone to jump out and run alongside it while the director filmed him from the back of the van, and it's in the movie now. So this same sort of thing happened when, the Rocky, when Rocky's jogging through the food market. That's another iconic scene as well. And everyone is just watching him from the sidewalks in total confusion like why is this dude running up and down the street while a van is following him i mean in the movie it makes sense because he's rocking he's about to fight the world champion so he's been on tv and he's a local hero now but in reality these people were clueless that they were shooting the movie so everything you see in that shot is completely done without permission no permit just guerrilla style and to some degree the lack of money helped shape the movie become more memorable because of the improvisation they had to do in order to achieve these shots i mean one of my favorite scenes is when Adrian and Rocky are on the ice rink just skating and originally the ice rink was meant to have 300 extras you know some people in the stand some people skating with them but obviously they couldn't afford that they only had like one extra who was the dude at the start who owns it um, but it has become now one of like the most popular scenes in the entire franchise the same issue happened with the boxing match at the end, the, like the climatic scene where Apollo fights Rocky. Of course, they didn't have a stadium full of people to fill that arena. So they shot stock footages of other sporting events and they used those shots when going to the crowd. And when you have the crowds in shot with Rocky and Apollo in the same shot, notice the lighting is dim so you can only see the front two or three rows because that's all the extras they had. That's all the people they could get or afford. And then they used the sound from the stock footage, uh, footages to create a packed arena. Because it was such a hit and they were cutting corners left, right and centre, fooling the audiences and fundamentally creating this raw experience of this underdog, it was quite realistic to watch. Now Stallone was quite clever with some bits because mistakes were being made in this movie, especially in the costume department and the prop department. So in the boxing match right at the end, the poster shows Rocky in red shorts and white stripes when he's actually wearing white shorts with red stripes. That is actually a genuine mistake done by the crew, but they couldn't afford to do another big poster. So Stallone just said well why don't I just have my character point it out in the movie and that's exactly what they did now in real life mistakes are made you can just cover them up um, you know cover up the cracks in the movies and that's what I mean by this film being quite raw he did the same thing again with the road because it was way too big for Stallone the prop department got it completely wrong and he even makes a comment about it in the movie saying oh this is too baggy and it's just another nice touch to just show how you know this movie humanizes Rocky as this everyday person and not this action hero. Now, with this supporting cast, unlike Stallone, there were professional actors who were quite established, especially Talia Shear being the younger sister of Francis Ford Coppola, who had just won two Oscars from the, uh, the last two Godfather films. I mean, in fact, Talia Shear, this was the height of her career. She starred in three of the five movies that won Best Picture from 1972 
1977, The Two Godfathers and Rocky. So she was quite eager to get out of this limelight shadow of her older brother and wanted to establish her, uh, you know, just establish herself on her own, kind of like how Sophia did with directing Lost in Translation. Really talented family. But anyways, yeah, so Talia jumped at the opportunity to star as Adrian and her salary was only $7,500, which is insanely low for an actress. And she just said in an interview that she really admired Stallone's story and just called him an intellectual caveman. There was an article back in the 90s where she said that the scene where Rocky makes his move on Adrian and kisses her was really scary for her, which Stallone called the birth scene because he awakens her from this this shyness, uses this symbolic image of her glasses being removed and becoming a new woman, getting her out of this shell. But that scene, she was quite hesitant and really timid around Stallone. And this was actually genuine. It wasn't her acting. Not because not you know, not because of the you know Stallone or anything, but because she had the flu. She had the flu really bad and just didn't want to affect the star of the movie and she said this she said this to everyone even Stallone but he didn't care he said well let's just improvise and see what happens and that is the scene that exists today and it's a great scene for bringing the character of Adrian out of her shell and be the rock in Rocky's life ironically now with Burgess Meredith it was quite a simple cast and he was probably the most well-known actor in that movie at the time obviously most knew him from playing the Penguin in a Batman series and the movie in 1966 but when when he auditioned for the role of Mickey, he was the only actor not to be insulted when an unknown person called Stallone asked him to read for the part instead of just hiring them on the spot. So I, I always like that story about Burgess Meredith. And with Carl Weathers, I mean, they were sparring together as part of the audition and he hit Stallone on the chin by accident. And Stallone said, you need to calm down, you know, we're only auditioning here. And Weathers was like, well, get a real actor, not a stand-in. And the director sort of took him to one side and was like, that is the real actor. That's, you know, that's the, that's the guy who wrote the movie. And Weathers paused a second because he was embarrassed and said, well, maybe he'll get better. And Stallone just laughed about it. And he said, well, OK, let's hire him. And he got the role right away. And the two have become really good friends after that, starring in the next two movies. So, you know, the boxing match at the end with them two had to be done in sync. It was like a dance. They had to understand each other. They were going to get hit for real, if not. And some of the shots were done for real. So Stallone, Weathers and John, the director, decided they needed to do something different from other boxing movies. Make it special. So they did the shooting for the boxing match. And when they had a look back, it just looked really staged and it wasn't looking good. And they weren't happy. I mean, the stuntman had resigned because they couldn't figure out how to do the scene for, you know, for real. And John basically took Stallone to, you know, to a side and said, look, you need to go home and literally write out the fight. Like Rocky throws a lefty ducks, counter punches. Like, you know, you have to write that all down on paper, write down the entire fight. And the very next day, 32 pages were done by Stallone. And it was over 35 hours of pure rehearsals from Carl Weathers and Stallone. And they just kept going over and over with the fight scenes until it was, until it was just like a dance. And it was, you know, and it stuck. And if they hit each other, they hit each other for real, which is what Stallone said. And at the time, it was beautifully done. And that's why the ending was so good to watch. It was so ahead of its time, the boxing fight. Nothing like that had been done before. And it was just down to over-rehearsing and having the fight written down jab this jab that it was it was insanely interesting to um read about that now a lot of people i know who love boxing have a guilty pleasure for this movie and the reason i say guilty is because they don't believe this accurately portrays boxing and it probably doesn't but it isn't a movie about boxing it's a movie about one man's drive and his heart to succeed i mean if you watch all the rocky movies there's very little boxing in the movies maybe number three there's quite a bit but most of them don't really have much boxing in it until right at the end 
And there was this interesting observation from a boxing fan who said in round one, when Rocky knocks down Apollo, he doesn't go to his neutral corner until like 10 or 15 seconds. In reality, if he did that right away, the count would have started. And because it took Apollo roughly about eight seconds to get up after he manages to go to his neutral corner, Rocky would have actually won in the first round because of a technical knockout. But it wouldn't have been a great climax to a movie, would it? But oddly enough, this is the first sports film to win an Oscar. And the director, John G. Avelston, had never watched a boxing match or ever. He's never watched a boxing match or a movie about a boxing film ever. He just enjoyed the script and the journey of this character. That this, And that's what appealed to him and to me and to probably others who enjoy Rocky. Most people who do love Rocky don't really watch much boxing. However, boxers recently have said that this film, not just in boxing, but in other sports too, have watched this film and have been, you know, been inspired to do what he did. And that is the premise of the message for this movie. It was historic when it came out. I mean, anyone who was anyone wanted to be Rocky. Stallone even said that Elvis contacted him and asked him to visit Graceland and bring him a copy of this film and we'll watch it together. And Stallone didn't even go. He was too scared to meet Elvis, but he did send him a copy and apparently Elvis did watch the film with some of his mates and they loved it, of course. It's one of those films that changes everything about that genre and even the subgenre of boxing. He's a hero. He's actually ranked fourth in greatest heroes and villains in the American Film Institution. And it's ranked the exact same position for 100 most inspiring films, like I mentioned earlier. The film, now you know how it was done. You know, it was done with such a low budget and it, it broke barriers by doing that. And it was done in the 70s, a time of experimental films with lesser known established talents like Sylvester Stallone. And risks were being taken. And in this case... It massively paid off and it gave us, the audience, one of the biggest action stars ever. I mean, the scenes where Rocky is running up the stairs is so well-renowned around the world. It's a tourist attraction in Philly. They've got a statue of him, for Christ's sake, which I've had the pleasure of going to. And even with that shot, it's done with a Steadicam, which at the time was something no one in the film industry had ever heard of. So it was breaking barriers both in terms of technology and in cinematic storytelling too. As the years go on, I mean, people look back at this film as a piece of art and inspiration. I mean, in 2011, Sly, you know, he even got inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame for his work on Rocky Balboa's character, having entertained and inspired boxing fans from around the world. And additionally, Stallone was awarded the Boxing Writers Association of America Award for Lifetime Cinematic Achievement in Boxing. I mean, it's just elevated more and more since the years have gone on. And, you know, it's due to the sequels the films has produced as well. I think it has like seven sequels this film's got now which is so rare for a best picture to produce i mean most winners of best film at the oscars don't even have any sequels let alone seven i mean i have to end it there with rocky it's a personal favorite of mine loads of iconic scenes quotes characters and images that come with this movie i mean i'll leave you with some cool facts that you may not know about rocky or maybe you do know i mean I mean, most uh, one of the ones that not many people know, Rocky is obviously not his real name. His real name is Robert Balboa. This is not shown or so spoken about in the movie. I think it's in the original script. So if you ever get a copy of the script somehow from eBay or read about it online, I mean, the name Rocky is actually taken from the real life boxer Rock, uh, Rocky Marciano. So his name is Robert. That's a kind of a cool thing. And uh, the Italian stallion. I mean, that's sort of the whole reason he gets to fight Apollo at the end because he loves his name. But the nickname in this film is more of a reference to Stallone than it is to Rocky because in Italian, Stallone literally means stallion, which is quite cool. So Italian stallion is basically Italian Stallone. And those cute little turtles in the movie, I think they're called like Cuff and Link. I think they're, yeah, and a really cool fact. Uh, they're alive still today. They are still alive and well as of today. 
And that film was made, what, over 45 years ago. And the term Southpaw, everyone knows, I think, now by now Southpaw means left. Um, but the term Southpaw is quite well used in this film. And the term was kicking around before, but it was used a lot in this movie. And it actually inaccurately explained in this movie of the origin of the term. So Southpaw, of course, is a left-handed boxer. Or actually now, it's a left-handed anything now. So the term was developed to every sport rather than just boxing. And according to a dictionary, one of the early ones, the term was coined in the late 1800s. And it is describing left-handed pitchers in baseball who, facing West in most ballparks, had their left arm hanging on the south side of the ballpark. So I thought that was a pretty cool fact. And that's where I'll leave you with my podcast on Rocky. I mean, if you want Eye of the Tiger, that's the third movie. If you want Street Fight, that's the fifth movie. If you want to see a Russian, that's the fourth movie. And if you want to fly now, well, that's the first, the original, the Oscar winner, the start of the most iconic character in the history of cinema. That's the first 1976 film, Rocky. Well, you know, that's it. This is Ash Hurry of Film Exploration. Please subscribe to my podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or Google. Or please just give me a follow on Instagram, Film Exploration, all lowercase or one word. And thank you for listening to my podcast on Rocky. Rocky.